Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. We are looking forward to AEW's All Out. It's coming up this weekend, and I am lucky enough to have a very special guest to join me to preview the card. We're going to run through all the matches. We're going to give our sizzling hot takes because we're bound to have a couple. Today, today I am joined by none other than he's part of Wrestling Brain. He's part of the Zang Zone. I've got sick Nick joining me today. Nick, how's it going? I'm excellent. And you're hearing it more and more, aren't you? Every day, just uh, just wrestling right. I, you know what else I'm hearing even more and more is thank you, Blair. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, it's still going strong. So I appreciate you joining me today. So how's, uh, how's it going? Because you just started uh, doing the Rampage review on Wrestling Brain, eh? Yeah, there's been a, a shift in Wrestling Brain as of late. Obviously, uh, the AE Double Dudes on Wednesdays with uh, Josh and the Zoobs. And then... Uh, we have a new addition. We have uh, we have Paul Sebastian who joined the network recently, and we've started doing a, a Friday Rampage post show, and it's it's new. Uh, Paul and I, honestly, outside of like our uh, uh, couple weeks that we've been doing it, don't really know each other all that well. So there's like these really interesting like standoffs and opinions, which I, I think we're going to get a little bit more contentious over time. But I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Uh, it's still we're still shaping the show, but uh, I'm. It's it's awesome. I'm I'm really excited to be doing it. That's awesome. I mean, you guys have been killing it two weeks in, and another episode coming out this week with the, the lead up to All Out. So, yeah, go home show. It's uh, I think it should be a good one. So, but let's jump right into All Out because I mean, there's ten matches on this card, so you're looking at a solid four hour wrestling event this Sunday, maybe four and a half. But uh, the way they they do it, you're not getting anything less than four hours. But on the preview show, we've got the Casino Battle Royal for a future AEW Women's World Championship match. Now, there's nine competitors so far. Nine, I think it is. Uh, I've got the list here. I'll run down them so far. We'll we'll take a look at who we think might be in there, what's, uh, what's going to go on with that, and we'll go from there. But so far, we've got Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Emi Sakura, and Jade Cargill. And there's nine others still. Yeah, that's that's quite the list. I mean, the the women's division itself. Um, uh, I would say AEW's is all, it, it's been well documented that it's not as strong as the New York product. Um, mm-hmm. However, I think going into this. There's a lot of opportunities now that we've seen the forbidden door open. I think there's a lot of opportunities for a lot more uh, of the women from Japan potentially to show back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't see uh, Yuka Sakazaki on there, which I mean, she's a definite fan favorite. I would love to see her come over. Um, and I, I uh, do, do you want me to, do you want me to get into it? Do you want me to tell you, tell you what I think is good? Who's going to be the Joker? Is that, well, is that the number one question? I, I think we both have the same thought of who the Joker is going to be, but let, hit me with it. Okay. Personally, Based off last uh, the uh, the most recent uh, rampage where Ty Conti faced the bunny and Penelope Ford came in and cost Ty Conti the match, uh, I think the Joker for me personally is Anna J. Really? Yeah, I I think it, they 
in a division that the women's division lacks a major amount of like threatening faces outside of Thunder Rosa. Um, I think she's the one to uh, get the big spot here. Um, I, I, I think most people probably, or at least a lot of people probably think that uh, Ruby Soho's in the mix. And I definitely don't disagree that that's, po- that's possible, mm-hmm. but uh, we're getting a lot of vignettes from Ruby. And I don't know if that's necessarily necessarily the spot, but uh, personally, I expect Anna Jay back. I know that after uh, Penelope and the bunny kind of linked up together, that's my first thought was, you know, okay, now we're going to get some tag team matches between those two, Anna Jay and Ty Conti, because Anna Jay should be back sooner than later now after her surgery. But I, I was sort of of the mindset thinking that the Joker would be Ruby so Ruby Soho. I think that's what she's going by now. Right. Yes, correct. So that's what I was kind of thinking of. But Anna Jay is a solid choice for the Joker. Yeah, I think in terms of like AEW, like bred and and branded. I mean, she she was kind of like the first group out of the dark where it's uh, the uh, the AEW dark era uh, where they went okay. This, she's going. She's going to take the next step and like. Mm-hmm. It's been a year and she's, and she's, we've never had the opportunity to see Anna Jay in front of a, in front of a crowd on at the level that she's been at when she had her grand moment of choking out Brandy was when Brody Lee won the, uh, the TNT title in front of nobody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, she hasn't had a moment yet. Um, and I think realistically, like I, 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 I follow her on Instagram and like, why wouldn't you? First of all, <laughs> secondly, uh, I've seen like you see the you see the followers you see the following grow the added uh you know AEW budding relationship between her and Jungle Jack Perry I think the star power long term is really there and I think they want to build her um I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't be upset if it was Ruby Soho mm-hmm. but I think I, I, if it's me personally you give me the pencil I'm putting Anna J in that spot now you mentioned the Forbidden Door do you see any other women's wrestlers from other promotions entering this or do you think that they have a deep enough roster that they can just take from their own i think they have a deep enough roster but i mean if you're not announcing nine women uh, i think there's definitely room for surprises i mean we saw on rampage we saw kira hogan former tna tag team uh champion get a shot against uh jade cargill where she absolutely got squashed however they the fact that they're recognizing tna championships even putting them on their uh display card when they're getting uh going out on their entrances like if we see that kind of thing happening that regularly and that nonchalantly i think it's inevitable that we're going to get an nw someone from the nwa someone from um obviously serena deeb is currently injured right now so that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the option but um i I would personally love to see a, a jordana grace um someone along those lines uh a rosemary not necessarily uh tna's got a lot of of a, a lot of uh, connections with AEW, so there's the, the opportunities there. Um, I don't necessarily think it will be the Japanese Forbidden Door simply because they already do have a working relationship with yeah. Stardom. Uh, but I, I should hope so. Nine nine women to be determined. But you also want to get over some of your own uh, lower talent. I think that the Kylan uh, the Kylan Kings, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a very strong uh, performer on uh, AEW Dark, who's quite quite uh st- has a quite a large stature and could be you know they just get need to give some of these uh girls on dark uh, a shine so I, I would like to see both both ways give me a surprise give me some homegrown talent and you'll send me home happy no problem now i mean since you know i'm from winnipeg uh 
I'm a big fan of Rosemary since she is yeah. uh, Manitoba born. So um, even I know the decay gets a lot of crap with, you know, crazy Steve and yeah. black Taurus, but I love black Taurus. Rosemary's great. Their theme music is a banger. So, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a big fan. So I will throw out one name for one of the to be determined. So let me know your thoughts because we haven't seen her in a while. What about Riho? Oh, yeah, you know what? And you, you want to give me a big pop. That that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um and my oh, I guess my only oh, you know what? No, I hadn't really thought about it, but give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I was just about to like, I was gonna I was gonna push back a little, but you know what? I was just complaining that there's not enough faces, right? I think uh Rio is the perfect person to bring back for a pop and put her in a in a final four position in this battle royal. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily go all the way because we've seen her as our fir- as the first women's champ, but um yeah, give it to me all day long. <laughs> I, I do love your suggestion of Anna Jay as the Joker, though, because I think if uh, she's coming out by herself as, you know, not a part of the groups there, Dark Order music hits, she's going to get a great crowd reaction because, I mean, the people love the Dark Order. So, yeah, it's a win-win. Absolutely. So if you have to pick someone, who are you taking to win this? Uh, I think... If you want to build a, a a big feud, if Ruby Soho isn't in this match, to me it's Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. um, simply because she's finally all elite. It took her months and months of complaining online about it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after that, the fact is, it's the feud. It's the the feud for Britt mm-hmm. Baker, right? Like she she came out. There's an easy grudge there. Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa and that it was a it was lights out correct or was it unsanctioned I can't remember what the match okay so that match itself Thunder Rosa wins it there's a there's a completely valid storyline to be told there easy to say I I'm getting outshined I win this match and it's an easy heel heel motive to be doesn't didn't count didn't matter that you went one everyone still talked about me Mm -hmm. and it just lays perfectly into who Britt Baker is. It completely gives uh, anyone that is already behind Thunder Rosa further motive to, uh, to get behind her and cheer for her, as well as all the people that know the best heels are the ones that are telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And if Britt, Britt Baker is not lying, who we're ta- we talk, we're currently talking about Britt Baker. We talk, we're getting cheers for Britt Baker in Pittsburgh, and it's it's. I think it's going to be hard long term for a lot of these, uh, for uh, AEW, to keep Britt Baker face because of how well like she, how well she's being received in front of these crowds for the mm-hmm. first time. I think that she it, they're going to be able, like she'll keep the same sort of personality going, and just ride the wave. You know, she'll get the pops, but then still do the heel tactics, still do all of that, and just yeah. embrace that. We're gonna we'll run down the card as it is on Wikipedia. In no way do I think this is how all the matches will go, but right. this is what they've got. And I'll get into it because the fourth match on here is one that I think will be at least halfway through or later. I, oh, I got it pulled up here. I know what's going <laughs> on. So John Moxley and Satoshi Kojima. I think a lot of people were expecting Tanahashi. How do you feel about this match? So while a lot of people felt that, that it was Tanahashi because John Moxley had uh, directly brought a, used his name when he had, when he had lost the uh, United States title to Lance Archer, he said, 
one week later, Tanahashi showing up for Lance Archer and I've been asking for him for a year. Right. But, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what, I think obviously that's what everyone wanted. I also was to me, this match, you asked me if this, if I wanted to see this match six months ago, I would have been absolutely a hundred percent for it, Mm -hmm. but we've seen Yuji Nagata. We've seen John Moxley with old Japanese man. <laughs> and I know that in that it seems blasphemous to say it being uh, Kojima. However, I think the expectation for me was we knew Minoru Suzuki was over in, in America. I thought we were getting John Moxley Suzuki too, just because uh, just because of the timeline, I kind of figured it wasn't Tanahashi because he was already back in, in Japan. Yeah. Just, quarantine and uh how how long it takes to for travel i think that was uh to me i just ruled it out in my mind but uh, uh honestly a major letdown uh you ask me today it's a major letdown and it's opening the forbidden door like i should be happy and i i think it can in my mind it can only over deliver because my expectations are so low it's, it was this is john moxley we're talking about the guy can turn anything into gold so i'm willing to hold back and not and not absolutely smash this match and not and talk poorly about it because hopefully something either bigger comes out of it or um or they just over deliver and it it it's i think kojima's got a shot to uh completely shock an audience an AEW audience that may not be as familiar with his work as well mm-hmm. love seeing the bread man you know i uh, i'm a big fan of mlw and when they first the first incarnation of them kojima was featured on there regularly so it's weird because you know i'm watching old episodes on there seeing him almost in his prime and then he's still going strong now i myself was a little disappointed with the announcement only because you know new japan just had their pay-per-view two weeks ago and ishii was here so I was thinking, okay, Mox and Ishii, that's a perfect match for All Out because Ishii's got the name name value. You know, him and Mox together, they're bound to put on a good one. So I was disappointed at that, but I want to throw something out for you leading up after All Out. We have sure. this, the stadium show three weeks later. What if, you know, this upcoming Dynamite after All Out, Mox is out there, Suzuki's out there, we get Mox Suzuki at the stadium show. Does that make up for Mox Kojima? Um, I think it needs to make up at all out though. I think yeah. it needs to be John for, uh, for me. It's it, it'll only feel, it'll only make up for it. If it feels like it was intentional to lead up to it. Okay. If, if they put the mat, if they just do the match, John Moxley versus uh, Kojima. And then, you know, next week on dynamite, then they set it up. And then it's like, okay, well, it just seems like that was the original plan and you had you had the option for Kojima. So that's what you, what you did at All Out. If it's something like John Moxley goes over to Kojima and says, even if, you know, Moxley, he'll just say, say this this isn't who I, who I was asking for because he's directly asked for Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he has history with Suzuki. If he says, I would, it, it's greedy of me to ask this, but open the, the, the forbidden door to have the match with Kojima open it one more time for a promo to have Suzuki stand on the ramp and, and lead up to that going in to get people excited for the next dynamite. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is your, one of your biggest shows of the year. Um, it's in Chicago. Let, let, just, just give us the parade. Just keep sending debuts out for us. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I, I'm a wild man. Just give me every, every debut. Cause I know there's a few that we're expecting tonight on uh, all I, on all I, 
there's a solid two or three debuts that could happen yeah. throughout All Out. So, I mean, you know, Mox beats Kojima, and if while he's celebrating outcome Suzuki, I think it makes up for the sort of lackluster match against Kojima. Matchup. Yeah, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though, because you know, you know what? Like, all it takes is... All, all it takes is for Kojima to be in front of a big crowd that's allowed to make noise. You, you look at the Yuji Nagata match that Moxley had against him. It was Nagata's first match. He'd been in front of crowds in Japan for, during quarantine, but no mm-hmm. one can make noise. You mm-hmm. see, you saw him get revved up. You saw him get excited. The salute to the crowd, the amount of energy that he had in that match. If we get the same, if we get, uh, if we get Kojima, you know, re-energized by a, uh, by a live crowd, it, it, it we might get a different gear out of them again. So, I I do agree with you though that with lower expectations, it can only increase the match in my eyes. So I mean, I I'll still watch it with uh, excitement and hope that we're pleasantly surprised with the outcome. Of course. So, after that, I think uh, this next matchup we both have uh, some good opinions on. We've got Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. Hell, Nick, yes. Nick, how much have they butchered Andrade so far? <laughs> ah, let me. Uh, uh, well, let me ask you a question about okay. about Andrade here. Mm-hmm. How many matches has he had since being in AEW? Uh, in AEW, he's had one match, and that was against uh, Matt Seidel. Yeah, the, the better of the of the Seidels, the yes. the the better of the Seidels. Um, do you, what do you remember from that match? That Matt Seidel had a better performance than Andrade. Yeah. Uh, in terms of his promos, he's really good at organizing uh, people's trips to the the building, mm-hmm. or not organizing them. Mm-hmm. And then he that he has a couple friends, and one of them holds an iPad behind him. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Have they addressed who iPad Man is at any point? They haven't. I know there is some <laughs> research out there that someone actually pointed out who he was, but uh, it, I'm drawing a blank at who he is. Well, that that tells you that right there. The, so, like, how? Listen, you like you like Andrade, right? I, you know what? I was a fan of his stuff in NXT. He delivered as soon as he got called up. He had his good thing with Ray, and afterwards, it has. I'll, I'll be honest; it's been downhill since then. Of course. And you know what? I'm with you. Know, like John, John Gargano. I'm not a John Gargano guy. John Gargano versus Andrade is like one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. I love Andrade. The fact that I can't, can't tell you, first of all, I've lost a te- introducing him with Vicky Guerrero to only have him pawned off to Chavo with almost no explanation. Only, it, only to have a, a third man that holds an iPad behind him. It, it, it's this guy needs to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? I mean, maybe maybe this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to piss us off that they that we don't get to see this guy wrestle unless unless you pay for it. But like, I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think they were trying to build a, a like a, a some sort of like grudge between Pac and Andrade, and all it comes off as is just poor scheduling. Mm-hmm. I like I, I was uh, an Andrade fan, you know, I, I'm straight up. But the way that they brought him in the the presentation with Vicky. I mean, when they brought him out, the crowd was, you know, not expecting him, it seemed, which should be a good thing, but having Vicky tied with him, it just sort of, it was like an 18 wheeler off a cliff. Well, I think, I think, uh, I think the initial uh, debut of him was a bust simply because um, by having 
her delivery, her pacing, uh, Vicky Guerrero's pacing when she actually introduced Andrade, she didn't let the initial boos of the crowd of disliking her say excuse me and all those things. There was no like feeling of actual impact as well as no music hit. There was no kind of like, there was no kind of presentation set up for when Andrade first uh, came out. And it was, it was one of the first crowds in, at Daily Place when they did it. Well, so there should have been a massive reception. But I feel like they kind of, it, it felt a little rushed in a sense. And then um, the casual handoff to uh, Chavo felt, uh, it, it it just felt like they didn't stick the land. Uh, Vicky Guerrero on the, on the debut didn't really stick the landing for me personally, mm-hmm. um, as well as they haven't been able to stick that landing for the, the, the level of a star that he is. Mm-hmm. Um we all know, well, at least you and I know that, uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully the hardcore listeners and uh, viewers of wrestling know that we got Andrade versus Kenny Omega for the AAA title uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks back. That should have been highlighted in some sense, even if he lost against uh, Kenny Omega, just to show that he he is at a, a main event level, just, you know, mm-hmm. a, a promo package leading into their uh, a face-off between Pac and Andrade. I just think all the steps towards this match have been uh have been completely lost and uh pack's been an afterthought because they're also not including him in the feud mm-hmm. yeah it seems like it's more just between andrade wanting the lucha bros aligned with him and it's pack sticking up from i mean there is an incredible amount of potential with this matchup you know because Pac he delivers in the ring yeah we know I- that andrade can deliver we just need to see it from him in aew to be yes, absolutely. And to be clear, as much as I'm, I'm crapping on this match, this match, in my opinion, has the, the real potential to steal the entire show. Mm-hmm. I think this match, and and you know what, it, it'll be easy to say okay. And you know what, maybe they're they're giving us this build because they plan on giving us this same match for full gear as well. Mm-hmm. They might just continue uh, the will they won't they of the uh, of the Lucha Brothers uh, joining the other side. I mean, I. Am I over that? Yes, because we've seen it with Eddie Kingston already mm-hmm. in Pac. However, the fact that they're teasing him that maybe that's the, where they want to continue going. Mm-hmm. Do uh, I think this could easily start something a little bit more personal when they actually touch in the ring? Mm-hmm. And I think this match has all they both guys have all the skill in the world to steal completely steal this show. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's why they didn't need, think they needed a strong uh, feud going into it. Maybe not as much time going uh, going into it each week. But, um, you know, just let, let, let these guys go. <laughs> I think it's we've had enough talk. We've had enough of the, the travel booking promos. Let's see what they can do in the ring together. Because I think that, uh, yeah, like I said, they can absolutely deliver. And it, it's almost, I don't want to say a dark horse for uh, a potential match of the night. But I will say it only because... With some of the other matches, you know, you know, you know, Omega's going to deliver. You know, the Lucha Bros and the Bucks are going to deliver in the cage. This this match has all the potential to be better than both of those. So it'll be exciting to see if they can deliver it. Yeah. One one more note on it is I think in terms of this card, a lot of this card on paper to the 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 hardcore viewer, uh, it seems a lot more predictable. And I think this match is one of the more unpredictable ones. Mm-hmm. Pack eats a lot of losses. Is mm-hmm. it's no long. This is also no longer Andrade's debut match. He's been around for a couple of weeks. We know that 
that pack has a faction behind him. Yes, uh, Andrade has Chavo Guerrero and iPad guy in his <laughs> corner. But let's be real here. This is one of those ones. If they were to continue the feud, I think it becomes way more unpredictable than a lot of the other matches on this card. Mm-hmm. And just unpredictability always gets it easily, easily can give me an extra star rating on a match. You know, just one extra false finish and I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm very excited for this one. Perfect. So now I will defend this next matchup completely because you need a match like this on a card where you have all of these big ticket matches we've got paul white versus qt marshall now you need the sort of popcorn match you need the thing that's going to let you come down from all all the excitement the adrenaline running through you and this is the match for that and with the amount of new eyes that are going to be watching all out with cm punk to see another familiar name like paul white i think this makes all the sense in the world yeah, I, I don't want to shock you here. And I, I think you're probably expecting me to say really negative things about this match, but I'm I'm with you on this. Uh, I'm not a QT Marshall guy. I am not a factory guy, no matter how much <laughs> Zoobs and, and Josh try to insinuate that I am. Um, I I do love, I love Tall Paul. And I, I you're completely right. You have CM Punk on the show. You have Christian Cage. You have a lot of familiar names from a time when wrestling was in a boom. Mm-hmm. And having who's more recognizable than the giant? Mm-hmm. It pull it pulls that average viewer that is, yeah, you know, I'm going to my friend's house. They they watch wrestling, and you know, it, it looks like yeah, Christians on it, and actually the giants on it. I haven't watched wrestling for a really long time. I guess the giants still wrestling. To present him in a new manner where he's actually going under Paul White, um, we're gonna get. Uh, I can't imagine this match going over five minutes personally not a chance yeah like i would be surprised if uh qt gets an entrance <laughs> no it's a pay-per-view <laughs> so but he probably will but i i do think there is a place for this um if we if we get anything more than that i i think it's a major mistake because this card is already uh pretty big considering it's uh uh 10 matches um with only one on the pre-show as of right now mm-hmm. uh do you think there's a chance this moves to the pre-show I, I think they keep this on the main card because really, yeah? uh, I, I do think you need that, you know, the separation, you need the breathing room just to uh, give the crowd a chance to come back down or else uh, we, you know, we witnessed it a few years back when you had the young bucks and Lucha bros and then followed it up with Chris Jericho and Hangman, And yeah. the, you could tell the crowd wasn't completely into the, the main event and it took a little bit just to get them back into it. And I think they want to try to avoid that. So I think this stays on the main card just to give that breathing room. Well, not to, not to go all over the place. Do you think any of these matches, because we have, we have 10 matches on this and I was looking at, I was looking at uh, the 2019 all out and I was looking at the 2020 all out and uh, a few of them had 11 matches and three of the matches were going on the pre-show. And the fact that we're for sure getting a battle Royal on the pre-show, like that's going to eat up a lot of time. Uh, Do you, do you think the whole card we're going to get, we're going to get nine matches on, on the main show. I think if you're moving one match out of everything that's on here, you move Miro and Eddie Kingston to the, the pre-show. And, and it, you, pro- probably just because they it was such a late addition. Yeah. And yeah. then you run the rest on the main card. And it's yeah. nothing against e- either of the two because uh, since Miro's changed over from the best man to his praising God 
and his hot wife gimmick, uh, I'm fully involved in Miro. I think it's fantastic. So yeah, absolutely. You know, let's let's jump into Miro and uh, Eddie Kingston just since we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking about this one? How have you liked the sort of rushed build to it? Uh, the one thing I will say is I do like how Miro has taken to calling out the guys who have been given the contracts on sort of losing ends. Um, I'm, I really like it. Uh, I said this on, uh, wrestling brain rampage, twitch.tv is Uh, (laughs) awesome. I I said that there where, um, Miro came out and beat up Fuego and then, uh, he had had called out Eddie on dynamite the previous, the fact that he's willing to say, I forgive Fuego for getting his con for uh, getting his contract through losing, but then proceeds to beat him up as an excellent, excellent angle. The fact that, Eddie Kingston has almost been silent throughout the, uh, throughout this entire feud really hasn't said anything towards Miro, but the fact is Eddie's known for, to be a talker. The mm-hmm. fact that we got rampage, we got Eddie Kingston coming out of the ramp, holding a microphone, holding it up to his m- mouth. And you, the guy who just spits fire decides to put the mic down and run to the ring. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's firing on all cylinders for me. Uh, I don't think you need a long build for this. I think you give Eddie a, a mic on either uh, Dynamite or Rampage, one single promo, and I think it sells the match. Uh, and anything that they do in the ring is going to look special. I think Eddie is this, uh, I, I've, I've heard the term lovable loser. Uh, and I mean, while I, I, I agree, like he, he week, in, uh, week in, week out, always manages to make himself look tough and, and doesn't, look bad in a loss ever um to me it's a it's a mirror win <laughs> hands down whether we get the indu- introduction of uh, lana is she still is she still with new york is she still in, in new york under contract no i think she was in well, the was gra- mass yeah. yeah and then by now her i'm sure her 90 days is up by now so yeah but uh i i think this is in terms of matches this was probably i think this is the last match that was announced for all out mm-hmm outside of the bucks and the lucha brothers but it was announced the same night i think it doesn't need the it, it needs the least amount of build personally um mm-hmm. like i said as long as eddie gets to say something on wednesday i think it's kind of the perfect short-term build i, I think you need him to have at least a promo going into it just to solidify you know to make it seem like he's it's not just a one-sided build to this yeah I, I will say I'm shocked that this match was added to All Out because I thought they they would build it more towards the New York show, you know, being in Eddie's backyard. I thought it, that would be, you know, even a good main event for that card. Yeah, you know what? We, we've seen the beast Miro, right? We've seen uh, the constant level of uh, Miro just smashing people week in, week out and uh, the monster heel. And at a certain point, some of an underdog face needs to be the one to make you question can he be beaten? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, honestly, I think Eddie, Eddie getting screwed by uh, a a low blow in some form or some form of cheating. uh, This might be the perfect time for a cheat win for Miro. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say that he has to, I enjoy, I enjoy a monster heel. I I would be totally okay with that, that storyline as well. But I think eventually you want to see, you want to see his foundation of his belief shaken. And who and his belief is in God. He's God's champion. And who else is who else preaches about God more than Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston talks about God is my witness and uh, his relation with God and his mother uh, during the Moxley feud. Um, 
to have that kind of element play into it and have Eddie be God, not God's favorite champion, but God's favorite wrestler would be, uh, would be a nice little touch. I think it could be a, an interesting storyline if they were to continue it past all out. Mm-hmm. I do like the, uh, the thought of, you know, Miro getting more of a cheaper win to set something up towards a New York show, because yeah. I don't think it's done just after this uh, match with these two. I think if you do that, you're, you're rushing through something that could be a lot bigger. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of these matches on uh, the all out card, it, it not necessarily feels rushed, but it feels like like the Pac Andrade could have more legs in it depending on how this goes. The Miro Eddie Kingston uh, as much uh, that as well, and obviously Bucks Lucha have so much history that it's endless, and you can just keep going with that forever. Uh, and obviously, we all want to see more Chris Jericho and MJF. You know, funny you say <laughs> that because that's what's coming up next. Now, the stipulation is basically if Jericho loses. He has to retire from entering competition. I'm, I don't want to say that I'm done with this feud, but I'm getting there. You know, I really didn't need another match so quickly after the five labors of Jericho. I think it's way too soon for that, but I need something different for both of these guys at this point. Um, I'll say this. I'm done with this feud. Okay. Well, I know you're, I know you're, you're the host. You're trying to be fair. You're trying to be fair. <laughs> and you know, I don't want to be too negative. About, uh, I don't like being negative about wrestling and uh, cause it's, it's fun. And t- talking about what, what might happen is, is exciting, but what, if what might happen is Chris Jericho going one and three and me just holding on to his career, that's not something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. The five, it should have been in my eyes. It should have been five labors. Then this match. Yes. Um, if it was five labor, the point of labor is, is to get an outcome, right? The labor was supposed to, to, to receive something at the end, right? Like mm-hmm. to have one of the labors just be the match made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the build just being on a dynamite, it, it, uh, it really didn't help at all. Um, do I want to see Chris Jericho not, not wrestle again? Of course not. Is it retiring? It's wrestling. So no, he'll be back in some form, mm-hmm. but I, I do think um, Chris Jericho has done a lot of work for AEW over the last two years. He's bu- helped build a lot of guys, OC, all of the inner circle, MJF included, uh, the pinnacle. Like he's made a lot of guys look good. And he's, he's helped actually build a lot of the homegrown talent and kind of uh, allowing them to run with it. Um, as CM Punk enters, as Christian Cage enters, a potential Brian Danielson, Bray Wyatt, we hear, we hear all these names all the time. I think it's the perfect time for him just to step back for a minute, keep keep the prestige of his name without having to, to eat losses to somebody else. We've seen a lot of these matches. Chris Jericho's, uh, we've seen Chris Jericho, Christian Cage, CM Punk, Paul White, uh, Mark Henry, like a lot of New York guys. Chris Jericho to me is no longer a New York guy. He's an AEW guy because he's day one, and that's a that's a a wild thing to say when he's one of the all time intercontinental champions in New York. But uh, in my eyes, it's a perfect time for him to step back. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people are expecting because of that stipulation where he loses, he has to retire. That they're expecting him to get his win back. But I think that if you know you allow Jericho to lose take a step back, just do commentating. He can go do the, uh, you know, the Sturgis rallies with Fozzie and all that. And it gives the rest of the inner circle a chance to do their own thing without being tied to the inner circle. You can, I mean, on dark last night or dark elevation, you had Sammy and Fuego teaming up. So it gives Sammy 
a different thing to do without being tied to Jericho. You know, Proud and Powerful can go do their own thing. Jake Hager can go go to Bellator and do his thing, you know? So yeah. it's it gives everyone some breathing room and it lets Jericho stay, I don't want to say relevant, but stay without having to constantly be putting over newer guys. It also, in my eyes, it also allows the inevitable return of an inner circle, right? Like they can easily do do a split without actually having to ever acknowledge it right mm-hmm. and they can like you said go on and do their own things which they're essentially already doing now are you seeing inner circle entrances on sammy guevara's uh titantron no you don't, you're not there's no logo anymore i don't know if you noticed that as well the there's also there's just chris jericho also has the rock and boat uh rock and rager at sea that he that they're planning on putting on if they if they run an AEW show through that that's a perfect place for him to remain relevant in wrestling re- world and and uh with fozzy and do commentary uh, commentary in some form i chris jericho can do a lot and it's he's pretty uh, although I, you don't always agree with them uh he's got a mind for wrestling and he knows when he's needed mm-hmm. so um i don't think a win for chris jericho a one in three win to hold on to your wrestling career is worth it i think jericho i mean we see mjf already wearing the three and oh shirts uh an ode to jericho doing it to goldberg back in wcw let's toss a four and oh on there and then he can complain about it for weeks on end or not mm-hmm. complain about it, cheer about it for weeks on end mm-hmm. um, I, I completely agree with that yeah so. I'm not. I'm not overly thrilled to be seeing it. If I if Chris Jericho wins this match, I will be a a little. Cons- I'll be concerned, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? I, I Chris Jericho's really good at proving me wrong. No, he, the guy comes out in New York for three weeks on end, doesn't say a thing in 2017, and I was marking out every week. So <laughs> I, I don't. What do I know? You know, one thing with AEW is they uh, they definitely seem to deliver with you know, expectations and they've had a few hiccups along the way, but they always seem to rebound from that. And I, I mean, with this matchup, we're kind of, you know, humming and hawing about it, but I do think that we'll, they'll give us something that we can sink our teeth into. And uh, I'll, I'll give them the leeway with that one. Of, of course. Yeah. It, with the, You can say that with anything in AEW, you know, like just, just put a spin on a trope that we've seen a hundred times and I, I'll, I'll eat it up. So, yeah. So, now we talked about Miro and Eddie. Do you want to uh, get into the tag title match or the women's match next? I'll give you the choice. Uh, let's do the women's match. Okay. So we've got uh, Chris Statlander challenging Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. I'm very excited for this match. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is Britt Baker's second defense of, of the uh, women's title. I think. Chris Statlander is a perfect opponent for her in terms of in-ring capability. I think Chris Statlander is extremely underrated, um, not necessarily underutilized because obviously she's in this position on this card. But I will say uh, I would have liked to see a little bit of more of a personal angle taken with this rather than her just, uh, we saw Chris Statlander come out to save Red Velvet mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Um, I would have liked to see more of a personal angle taken on this. Chris Statlander was injured. Her leg was injured in a match in a four-way match with Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and herself uh, uh, during quarantine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then uh, like a match later was when Britt Baker's nose nose thing happened, right? With Hikaru Shida. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a, uh, a little bit more of a personal angle. The fact that 
uh, time was taken away from her during COVID and it should have been her spot back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Playing up to, for me personally, playing up to history will always outweigh any kind of immediate storyline of uh, a face protecting a face. Um, Will they put on a great match? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I do I think Chris Hatler has a chance? No. <laughs> um, but I I think I would have liked to see uh, see a little bit more of an attitude out of Chris ever since joining the best friends there has been right like mm-hmm. we see we're seeing the nonchalant uh, agreeing with Orange Cassidy the her doing the thumbs up her hanging out uh, with even on even on being the elite her choking out uh, Wheeler <laughs> Yuta each week. I would like to see a little bit, of, a little bit of a, an edge. You know, we saw her come out to protect Red Velvet, all brothered up in the jeans with the cutoff sleeves. Let's get, let's get more, more of a face attitude out of her. Obviously, not everyone can uh, can uh, be that that person, and obviously, her gimmick is she is from outer space. But if you're presenting her in that way already, uh, to come out to save in just jeans, give her give her a little bit of an edge. Uh, I'm very excited to, to be clear. Love Chris. I, I hold her in a higher place and that's why I want, I want to see more out of her. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned more of the, you know, from between the two of them. And one thing that kind of got overlooked, I think with the buildup, I don't know if they'll mention it afterwards if Britt wins, but back when she was doing her promos and stuff uh, in the dentist's office, when she was talking about her conspirators, you know, she had beat, she named Hikaru Shida. She named, I, I can't remember if it was Nyla Rose or someone. And she named Chris Statlander. And she's been going through the list beating them. So I hope that they kind of tie it in, but that's more just my own personal thing because I like seeing the storylines get, you know, tied up. But I, I think that this matchup, you know, it's, uh, you're not going to see, it's not going to be a classic match, but you will see a fantastic worked match between these two i think that they both are incredibly talented they're both great in the ring and uh chris has definitely she's really stepped it up since she's come back from her injury i mean when she made that appearance in the um uh video game match against the best Arcade mayhem yeah or, yeah yeah when she made her appearance there and then you start seeing her in the ring again and you know she's it's almost like she's a step quicker, a, a more, a, she's a step ahead of what she used to be. That's what I kind of took. So I want to, I want to argue with you a little bit. I know this is your show, but I want to disagree. Okay. I, 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 I only say this because I, I, I live in a house where I am the, I am the person that w- won't shut up about wrestling. And my roommate has to hear about it every day, all day <laughs> at all times. Mm-hmm. And so we watched a lot. We've watched a lot of dark during during quarantine. Obviously, wrestling was the only thing that didn't stop, that didn't stop. And so, for my roommate who watches a lot of hockey, he was sucked into my world for that time. His, his general opinion was: this is the best woman re- wrestler on the roster in terms of pure skill. So a lot of people say that. I just don't think she was held in that high of a regard. Mm-hmm. But in my eyes, she was always like she's always been on kind of a different tier level in terms of in-ring in comparison to a lot of the women on the, in AEW. I just don't know if she was ne- necessarily given the spotlight. That's maybe, that's just a, an impression I've got from a casual uh, casual viewer who's been like, well, she's like, oh, she's the best one. Like, mm-hmm. and so I have a bias from a one, a one person, <laughs> but, but what I mean is if, if, if that's, if someone that doesn't watch it and is seeing getting their eye caught by her clearly she's been there at some mm-hmm. in some form 
at one uh, at some form the entire time. So um, obviously, I've also been paying close attention since then. So <laughs> I, I, I like I said, I, I hold Chris Atlander in high regard. So okay, well, since Nick decided to disagree with me, we're going to wrap this up. Right now. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Um, you know, it's a fair point, and I mean, even Chris's uh, title match, I think it was at Revolution 2019. Is that Revolution 2019 or uh, sorry, uh, 2020 or Double or Nothing 2020 against Nyla Rose? I think it was uh, the Revolution. It was a very good yeah. match. I think it was Revolution. Yeah, like, like I said, I mean, oh. she's a powerhouse. People forget how 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 like physically like physically large she is. Mm-hmm. She is a, she is an absolute powerhouse. She uh, you see her pick up Nyla with ease. I mean. Uh, she can deliver those spots to um, the bigger women. I think there's a future world champ in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to clarify that the only reason I say it's not going to be a classic is because I have been watching a shit ton of all Japan women's wrestling <laughs> from uh, the mid nineties. And I, I'm just absolutely blown away by what, I, by what I'm watching. So that's the only reason I'm saying that just for, <laughs> well i believe that maybe i'll have to go i'll have to dip back in then uh, i'll send you a link to an hour-long match that uh mike sent me um from the group chat he sent me a link to it and it was absolutely incredible it starts off please do uh, i know we're getting off track but i, I gotta <laughs> explain it hey man you want to talk about japanese wrestling you can get off as much track as you want there it starts off as uh it's a four versus four tag team iron man match so <laughs> okay they start off with two in the ring at one time. They go for five minutes. Then they two others go in. They go for five minutes. And after that, it's a full-on tag match for forty minutes, but still under Iron Man rules. That sounds like that rocks. I love. I love. I love crazy steps like that. So get get me in. Uh, Sign I'll me send, up. I'll send you the link out. Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay, so AW World Tag Team Championships: <sighs> Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. How awesome is this match? Been? I can't wait to see Alex Abrahentes on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's awesome. <laughs> no, I, of course, this is great. This is uh we're getting uh, an all out repeat match. We had the, the ladder match. And now we're getting the steel cage match. 29, t- 2019, all the way to 2021. We get a full circle, full circle. And um, there's no two tag teams. I'd rather see in the ring together. Mm-hmm. This was when I saw the turn when I saw the tournament being announced for the uh, to see who faces the Bucks at All Out. I said to myself, if it's anyone other than the Lucha Brothers, it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Tony Khan knows what he's doing. <laughs> uh, imagine that a promoter knowing what the fans want. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm curious to see if the impact of the pack andrade match changes any uh, blurs any kind of lines in terms of uh, uh allegiances i mm-hmm. hope not i hope that doesn't play into this match whatsoever or if it does it's you know it's pack coming out to uh get head stooge brandon cutler out of the way um but uh i think the steel cage is obviously the factor here uh can't wait to see nick and and Phoenix potentially kill themselves. Uh, hopefully not, but I'm very nervous. <laughs> you know, one thing with AEW is they don't overdo their gimmicks, you know, because we've seen, you know, a handful of ladder matches. You haven't seen many. And I think we've only seen one cage match so far, and that was yes. 
Um, Wardlow's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Wardlow and yeah. Cody Rhodes. So yeah. now, do the Bucks lose? In my eyes, yes. Now is the time. Um, I know a lot of people think that this isn't the time. Uh, what's more insult to me? What's more insulting than uh, the Lucha Brothers not being able to capture the AAA titles in uh, Escalera de la Muerte is um, the Lucha Brothers getting one up on the Bucks, taking away their titles from their company. Um, this has always been the tag feud. I mean, you can you can include FTR in that. But uh, we need to get we need to get some actual we need to get some actual week to week problems for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks have yes they defend the belts against a Jungle uh, Jurassic Express. Yes, they defend them against Varsity Blondes on Dynamites f- frequently. We get a lot of openers like that. But there is no to me they've kind of been a, a major side note to the Hangman storyline to Kenny's title uh, belt collector title gimmick. Um, I would like to see something a little bit more personal for the Bucks. Um, well, if they if they were to hang on to it, I'd be okay with it. But I need I need to start seeing the t- the titles matter because it, at this point, like FTR and Santana Ortiz are going on uh, Wednesday for Dynamite, and that has that has because of the angle of of the real life incident with Cash Wheeler. It, it is feeling more personal to me than this matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need for a division that for a company that prides themselves in their tag team wrestling, which I understand why they do. Uh, th- I think it's a little lacking of a storyline. Uh, obviously the Bucks and Lucha brothers have intense storyline historically in PWG and in AAA, but I think to the AEW viewer, this is only match three, correct? Mm-hmm. So this needs to be the moment to make the Bucks either complete chicken shit heels, even though they already are, or uh, make the Lucha Brothers uh, champion. Mm-hmm. Now, I've made no bones about it. I am a huge Young Bucks fan, you know? like Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I knew that. I knew I was going to say this. I knew this was going to be the one. This yeah. is going to be the one that he- heats us up. You know, I'm a huge fan of theirs because I mean, even their mock uh, match with uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston at the last pay-per-view uh, that's still, that's on my list of matches of the year because I love that match so much. You know, they've delivered with FTR hangman and Kenny. It seems every time they step into the ring, they elevate their uh, opponents. But even in this match, I'm fully supportive of the Lucha bros winning because I think it's, it's something fresh for the division. And it shows that, you know, it's not just going to be the young buck show it, you know, you can have the Lucha bros, give them the titles, let them run with it. You know, you have them and proud and powerful at the New York show, because you know what, they'll put on an incredible match. So I think that it's the time is now for them to lose. And it's not, you can, you still have the young bucks in the Kenny Omega storyline, but they don't need to be holding the tag titles to be doing that. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I understand why you'd think you need the titles on that group because they are, they are the elite of wrestling. But uh, also, you, you just naming off those matches, Moxley and Kingston, K- Kenny and uh, Hangman. It's like those are tag teams that aren't active as tag teams. Mm-hmm. You need to start building some of these other tag teams to be a threat to take the, these titles. We've only had three. We've only had three, three champions. No, four champions four. SEU 
Kenny Hangman, FTR, uh, FTR and the Bucks. I mean, FTR is kind of the exception because they they have this long standing outside uh, Twitter war with, with the Bucks for years and years. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we need to start holding holding up some of these other tag teams. Yeah, uh, I'm not if if they were to continue going on with the with the belts. I mean leading into something i just need to see more of a personal feud mm-hmm. we, the the personal feuds that we're getting are with you know moxley and eddie driving driving their truck into the side of the elites uh uh, uh trailer we're getting hangman and the the drama of hangman and kenny versus the bucks as well the turmoil of the elite we need to see tor- turmoil with established tag teams with the champions mm-hmm. um i love tournaments G1 is my favorite time of year in New Japan, but I, I, we, I need to see more of a chase. And, and I think th- this is what uh, needs to trigger it. The only way I'm okay with the Bucks retaining is if we're getting them and Proud and Powerful next. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. So, I've, I've been saying Proud and Powerful should have had the belts six months ago. Because they're a team that you watch them in the ring and they're always doing something innovative, something that it seems like you've never seen before. And, you know, it's just two guys that I need to see more of on my TV screen. So Yeah, as a person that wasn't a regular TNA watcher or Impact watcher, um, I believe when they first introduced uh, Proud and Powerful to AEW, with uh with the inner circle i wasn't as familiar with their work to to be i was just it wasn't my regular appointment watching i didn't know what to expect out of these guys the amount of tag team maneuvers that those guys have together it it's absolutely insane they're, it's innovative they're uh they're stiff i always love any, any kind of uh stiff stiff wrestling is kind of my thing <laughs> obviously um but they're very i instantly bought them and i truly believed they stood a chance to winning the titles uh during i believe the first tournament i think they were in was it the first tournament that were, were were they not in that one i can't recall i thought they were but yeah. i could but they're one of those tag teams for me that um i got i understood the appeal immediately and i recognized them as a threat there's mm-hmm. um but the fact that we continue to not see them win or FTR to be talked about in the in the title picture. Um, that's what that's why that's my concern. I just I just I I need like I said I just need more turmoil. I need more people. I need more people chasing. Mm-hmm. No, and that's t- completely fair. And I think that this is hopefully it's going to be the start of a new chapter with the uh, tag division after All Out. Oh yeah. Okay, we got two matches left on here, so we're going to run through these ones. Uh, let's go with CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Oh, who's that guy? I haven't heard of that guy before. Yeah, I know. It's you know he's been <laughs> gone for so long. Um, I, I think the, the return of CM Punk basically set the wrestling world on fire again. I mean, you had record numbers for Rampage. Everyone was glued to their TV sets. I mean, I rewatched that entrance, you know, five or six times that night alone. So now I, you know, it's been kind of back and forth of what the main event is going to be. And I mean, I think because of the potential of a debut that Omega uh, Christian cage is going to be the main event. So that's why I'm doing this one first. So what do you think, you know, CM Punk's return? How are you feeling about this? 
I'm I'm obviously excited. Um, I've previously stated uh, I would not be doing Wrestling Brain if it wasn't for CM Punk. I would not be as active into wrestling if it wasn't for CM Punk. CM Punk, uh, to me, his ability to, you know, I mean, everyone talks about his his ability to uh, break the fourth wall, but more so than that, I think his ability to convey the uh, his opinions about the the position of the business of professional wrestling into his gimmick has been very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's nothing that's more, I'm more excited for it than this match. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that they're both faces. It doesn't matter that sting is there. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I am absolutely ecstatic, ecstatic for this match. I, I can't, I, uh, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Uh, do I think he can go? That's the the gimmick they're going with. Can CM Punk still go? Mm-hmm. He's in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. He's you look you look at him. He's not he's not doughy CM Punk from 2014. He's training with with UFC fighters. Tra- uh, roll rolling with Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. On if you see it on on uh, Instagram and Twitter, this guy's ready to go. He, this guy's ready to start making some start he said he wants to make stars and it's like jericho has been doing that for the last two years and i think cm punk can easily take that take those reins where jericho steps back and help the next the next uh the next group even further than jericho could i think one of the things about this matchup that i really like is the fact that they they have punk against someone who even though they're wrestling punk in chicago fans are still going to be behind Darby, not to the same extent as CM Punk, but they're still going to cheer him. They're not going to boo him out of the building. And I mean, we've all seen what Darby can do in the ring and he is a, he's a constant. He always uh, seems to deliver, you know what you're getting with him and you're never left disappointed with a Darby Allen match. No, of course, of course not. Darby Allen is uh, obviously uh, he's, he, to me feels like this generation's Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I think kids really gravitate towards them because of the face paint and the skeleton look. Um, so obviously there's like uh, a visual aspect that kids really gravitate. The, sm- the small man in, in a, a wrestling, a small man underdog in wrestling is always an easy story. Um, all, but he has that CM Punk, punk rock vibe. CM Punk in his pr- promo saying 15 year old, uh, 15 year old Darby Allen's favorite wrestler is CM Punk. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or was, was that was uh, that the 15 year old cm punk's punk. favorite wrestler is darby allen right right exactly sorry that was that was the quote but darby allen can deliver has delivered against people that are uh he's great against wrestling against big guys and we and we've seen him in matches you know you you look you look where how think about how far darby allen has come at all out in 2019 he was in a cracker barrel match versus jimmy havoc and joey janela now he's potentially in a in a main event situation which i actually agree with you it's not the main event of the mm-hmm. evening um against cm uh, a returning cm punk he's he's made it he's in my eyes he's the first AEW built superstar mm-hmm. uh, i i'm extremely excited for this match i have I have no idea what to expect. I wanted to pose a question to you. Am I allowed to do that on your show? Is that illegal? You Go for it. All right. Does CM Punk show a new finisher? I don't think so. I think he ends it with the go to sleep and it's the familiarity with the crowd. That's how he's going to end it. 
Are you yeah. thinking that he's going to debut I, something new? Maybe, maybe not, maybe not this first match, but I, I think CM Punk loves to innovate. He likes to keep people on their toes. And that's why that's partially why you, you like wrestling. Like I was saying earlier, it's unpredictability. CM Punk loves just taking a trope, spinning it on its head and, and make, and making you go, Oh, this is who he is. Okay. Oh, what what's Kenta's finisher right now? Game over, which is the which which is the yes law, <laughs> which is game over. Also, Miro's finisher, <laughs> not a, not a Lavelle lock. <laughs> I was gonna say whatever Kenta's doing right now, maybe CM Punk's just gonna take. Oh my, yeah, you want to you want to see? There you go. That's that's where he goes. Like he tosses in the game over. Here's some fantasy <laughs> booking for you. He tosses in the game over. Excalibur calls it the game over because he knows he knows what's going on, and then what what hits the final countdown <laughs> and you, I, you see brian danielson <laughs> you know, we're, i'm sure we'll get into the brian danielson talk with the next match yeah i want to make one more point about cm punk and darby allen is i think darby is the perfect foil for him for the first match i think with anyone else because punk has li- rattled off his list of guys that he wants to work with out of all those, I think Darby is someone who can take the loss and not be hurt by it at all. If anything, it'll still elevate yeah. him. He'll still be a star in the fans' eyes. Whereas if, you know, he had mentioned Hobbs, he had mentioned Pillman Jr., just for as an example, you have any of those guys losing to CM Punk, they'll still they'll be elevated a little bit, but it's still going to be like, well, they're just not good enough right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly like we, we, I was saying. He Darby Allen is the first established young guy who's been established uh, who's been established by aew mm-hmm. he's at the superstar level that they that they hold him in uh mm-hmm. Ho- is hobbs and brian pillman jr there no so obviously this has to be the first match um mm-hmm. in my eyes as well that's a great point now what i think will now be the main event and i should preface by saying earlier this week i would have been dead set on either the punk match or the cage match being the main event and the other one being the opener but with the rumors swirling that we're going to see the debut of one american dragon brian danielson i think this match will be the main event because of that alone um we saw the first match on the first ever rampage christian i I keep wanting to say charlotte but it's only because like (laughs) of the terrible match with Nia last night Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega they were on the first rampage you saw Christian win the impact title I think that was just a little teaser of what they can deliver on a pay-per-view yeah absolutely I mean I I think uh I think this match is first of all I want to touch on your your Charlotte Nyla thing. You think yeah, that was a bad display? I, they were shooting, brother. You don't you don't you don't like seeing uh, uh, the Rock's cousin throw hands with Ric Flair, <laughs> Ric Flair's daughter? Hell yeah! Sign well, me up. Put a put him in a steel cage. Anyways, they were <laughs> doing something, but I'm they not were sure doing was something. <laughs> but uh, no, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. Uh, I'm yeah. I think they gave us a taste on Rampage. They uh, definitely didn't give us a taste last week on Rampage in the tag team match. It was it was such a New Japan mixed, uh, uh, New Japan <laughs> in between match tag, where um, you know we, we they didn't really allude to too much. Um, this 
it, it, it's, it's really the match itself. It's a little upsetting because it almost feels it, it, it's so inevitable to me that it's Kenny Omega's match. The match is almost just leading to at what point does Brian Danielson come out? And obviously the dirt sheets and we hear from wrestling sources all over that Brian Danielson's coming for uh, of coming to all out. But um, I hope, I hope it over delivers because I, I, I think personally I I'm, I'm so enthralled with seeing the American dragon that uh, in an, a title position immediately that uh, I just don't want, I don't want Christian to get overshadowed here too much. I mean, they've done a really good job of taking Christian from where he was. He was 13 and 0 before he won the impact title from uh, Kenny. And uh, he was, he almost felt completely unimportant. All of his promos leading up to that moment weren't in my eyes, the strongest. And then a week prior to his match for the impact title, they made Christian Christian is, very relevant now mm-hmm. extremely capable saying him coming out each week calling Don Cal's a carny piece of shit is awesome mm-hmm. love do I love that so much um I hope I just hope he's not completely like an afterthought and forgotten afterwards um but maybe he is because they they send him to impact to go defend against uh some of those guys over there mm-hmm and I mean, I almost wonder, like, this could also lead to more for from Christian down the line, because, you know, you could easily have him, you know, he's a face right now, but he could easily turn heel after this by not having the fan support, you know, because everyone just wanted Brian Danielson, you know, so you can easily right. do that if it's, if need be. But I think that, I mean, I was uh, reading the, you know, the star reviews afterwards, because that's something I... I always like to see what other people think of matches. And I mean, you know, people were given that match, the the Rampage match, you know, four and a half stars. And that was just a Rampage match. So imagine what they can do on a pay-per-view where there's no time, not as much for time constraints, you know, the cues and all that. You don't have to worry about commercials. There's a little bit more freedom. I think giving them that and more of a canvas to work with, I think that these two, there's a lot of potential for them to absolutely deliver a really great match. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally there with you. I think this could be, uh, in my eyes, I have the Lucha Brother, uh, Brothers winning uh, at All Out. I also believe that we'll probably get an homage to the, the moment from Rampage, the way that Kenny lost the title with the kill switch onto the chair. Say, I think it's, I, I, I could see it in my, in my mind's eye. The Bucks lose the titles. They come out to help Kenny. They've set the chair up the same way. Christian hits the kill switch again and it's like just been the worst night for the bucks but don Callis bails them uh bails them out i ultimately think it's off uh just for how much christian cage has been harping on don Callis that he will be the reason to not capture the AEW title in my <laughs> eyes um it, it's gonna it i think it's very straightforward i i i really think this match could go 25 minutes i mean we know kenny loves a long match and I think because we've seen Christian go over, it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you, you ask anybody, I'm a, I'm a peep for life, man. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I want just, just to give you a little story about how much I like Christian Cage. I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to a New York uh, house show at the Rico Coliseum, and it was Kane, corporate Kane versus uh, Big Show. No, sorry, no more BS. Uh, Tall Paul uh, in a steel cage, and it was completely unannounced. They just mm-hmm. that they, that was just obviously something fell through, and that's they made that the main event. 
obviously, I mean, they wouldn't just just made that the main event. They had a steel cage set up, but then they say Big Show's a face. He comes out and says, "I think we need a special guest referee." But who are we gonna get? And who comes out but Christian? Oh, it was the best. <laughs> I literally just yelled for him to slap. And the, the finish of the match was Christian jumping over the ropes, slapping Kane in the face. And then uh, Big Show literally weapon of mass destruction, hit him with the one, two, three, mm-hmm. sent me home happy. And I I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Christian fan. So anything to, I just want, I, I just want all of the, uh, I, anyone who's in contention to remain in contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, not necessarily immediate. I don't want Christian Omega- Danielson in a triple threat by any sense, but I, I do want the uh, threat of a tier to remain. Like I said, with yeah. the tag teams, you know, you don't want to see them just drop out of relevance. You still want to Correct. see them in that picture. Uh, the one thing I have to mention because the you know on the promo for the Road Two and even on Dynamite they showed it was the uh, the video package that Don had of you know Don wrestling in Winnipeg, bringing Christian in, having you know, the godfather of Winnipeg wrestling promoter, uh, Tony Candelo on there, you know, all that. Uh, I absolutely love that stuff, you know, just being, you know, based in Winnipeg. So for me, that was just like, fuck it, this is perfect. You know, like Don can be busting out those old Winnipeg tapes nonstop and I'm going to love it. But yeah, it was a nice touch just to add more to that feud. But I like you saying that Don will be one of the reasons of Christian's downfall. And I think that's a really uh, key key important part of it yeah so you're you're on the same page it's not just me that read into the fact that he's been he's given him extra hell no it's uh, uh, yeah it, it's noticeable I, but they they've made it so it's you have to be i don't want to say looking for you have to keep your eyes open and just be like like kind of leery of it you know just right. knowing that it's out there but they're not going to just like shove it in your face absolutely i'm very excited this card is ex- extremely excited and you think we're going to get the american dragon showing up uh yeah at this at this point i do uh mm-hmm. i'm curious to see what kind of entrance he gets does mm-hmm. he does he come out to uh, a different form of flight of the valkyries does he come out to final countdown um are we going to get a different look from him uh i D- D- brian danielson is pure money to me he mm-hmm. is um realistically for for me ideally for me it's he has a, a relationship with AEW as well as uh working uh hopefully in the G1 uh that's my dream is him working Okada him working with Tanahashi uh there's uh, to be honest I I would love to see, I would love to see Minoru Suzuki and uh and Brian Danielson there's a a, a lot of my dream ma- matches for him are actually aren't in AEW they're mostly in New Japan but give it to me <laughs> i for one need to see danielson tap out to the money clip so sign me up for him in the g1 you know nick hey you can't get out of that man like you can't get out of that thing <laughs> it's been proven it's an effective finisher so i mean sorry brian but you're gonna tap <laughs> nick i appreciate you joining me today uh where can everyone find you because i mean you're absolutely killing it with the wrestling brain i know you got your own stuff going on too with uh you know, your, uh, the Zang zone and stuff, but, uh, where can everyone find you? Let them know. Uh, yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Blair. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash wrestling brains, wrestling brain on Friday, uh, with, uh, Paul Sebastian. We're reviewing rampage each week. You can find the Zoobs and Josh on Wednesdays where we review, uh, 
dynamite on AE double dudes. Um, myself personally, I do have a gaming channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Zang zone. And then I also have a band, which I, uh, I keep, keep saying that we're going to do stuff and we've been starting, we've been, we've been, we've been teasing some stuff, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, dog cops uh, on Spotify, iTunes, iTunes music and anywhere you can get music, uh, anywhere you can get music really. Um, that, and that's for, Oh, I'm on Twitter, Nick dang East at nick dang east perfect um hopefully everyone checks out uh you guys are doing the wrestling brain rampage review because uh, you guys are absolutely killing it all the wrestling brain is just uh, absolutely delivering so you oh, guys are thank you so much man that really means a lot so nick thank you for joining me all out should be a great one and uh maybe we'll have you back come g1 and you can Whew. you can help you know bring the uh all the G1 together for us because I'm terrible at that. I can, I got oh. my favorites and that's it. So I, well, I you know, if, if you need someone j- just to talk about how handsome Sonata is for an hour, look no further. Done. Well, <laughs> Nick, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man.